I'm going to be sharing the word of the Lord this morning from Luke chapter 1. The title of today's message is, and his name shall be called Jesus. His name shall be called Jesus. I find it interesting that the Lord just didn't leave it up to uh, Joseph and Mary to come up with a name for the lad, for the young man. But they have very specific instructions to call his name Jesus. As I begin reading from Luke chapter 1, I'm going to... I'll pick up where Gabriel, the angel, is in conversation with Mary. And in verse 30, he said, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. You will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby will be... so that." So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived his son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, Mary. Every, may everything you have said about me come true, and the angel left her. So I just want to go through these verses and make comment on them, because I really believe it will stir up our faith and our confidence in the name of Jesus, and the importance of recognizing that, as I shared from Philippians chapter 2, that God elevated him and gave him a name, the name of Jesus, the name that's above all names. The name that's above every name, meaning anything else that is named must bow to the name of Jesus. Things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. I don't know what arena you're living in, but if that doesn't cover it, uh, you're in trouble. But you're either in heaven or on earth or under the earth. And so everything must bow to the name of Jesus. So everything that's named, everything that has a name, no matter what the name is, it must bow to the name of Jesus. So let's just go back over the, this conversation a little bit because I, I believe there's a, there's a lot of really good information in here for us. There's uh, many applicable lessons that we can learn from this uh, short dialogue that Gabriel has with Mary and, 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 and Mary's response to him and, and, and Mary's heart uh, toward God and, and her humble attitude towards uh, receiving that which uh, Gabriel is speaking to her. So as we look at, uh, again, as, as we look at verse 29. Let's, let's just start there. It says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. Don't be afraid, the angel told her. So it starts off with Gabriel appearing to Mary, giving her this uh, information 
that she's going to have a son as, as he appeared to her and greeted her and told her that she's highly favored. And when this, when this incident occurred, when Gabriel shows up in her life, it tells us that she, her response was, and her experience was that she was confused and disturbed and tried to think. Now, I want you to just pause for a moment and put yourself in the shoes of someone like a, a Mary. Uh, people haven't heard from God for a long time. And all of a sudden, Gabriel, the angel, appears. It's not every day in life that angels just show up and start talking to you. I've had an angel show up and speak to me one time. But uh, it's not, it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every day. You say, well, how do you know it was an angel? Well, I just know it was an angel because a man showed up in church one time. If you haven't heard this story, I'll just go ahead and share it real quickly. But a man was in the back of the church. This was in our building down on uh, Lancaster Avenue, the, the former Shillington Movie Theater, when we were worshiping in there. And a, a gentleman was standing in the back. And he had bib overalls on. He was standing in the back there. And he greeted me and, and, and shared with me and told me that, that he's here and he wants to be a help and a blessing any way he can be. And I thanked him for it. And, I told him that I appreciate that. And then he pulls out of his bib, bib overalls. You know, they have pockets in the front. And he pulls an envelope out and hands it to me. and said, this is for you. This is for you personally. I said, thank you. And it felt pretty thick. But, I, you know, in, in my lightning fast German mind, I'm thinking, well, could be 20 bucks in here. It could be $30 and $1 bills. I don't know what it is. But, you know, I could tell it was thick. And I opened it up. And it was a... $2,000, $2,000, and I never saw the person again. And sometime later, I shared the story at the church that about, this, about this incident, and in between the time that happened and when I shared the story at the church, I, we, had, we had an unfortunate situation where a young man that's a part of the family of, of the Grace Church was, was killed in an automobile accident. And the parents were members of the church. And I shared this story about this angel and what he looked like. And this, the father of this young man that was killed immediately approached me after church. And he said, this is unreal. I said, what do you mean it's unreal? He said, uh, you described that angel. He said, that angel was at our son's funeral here last week. I said, well, how do you know that? He said, well, when they, they couldn't find my son's wallet from the accident. They couldn't find it. They didn't know what happened to it. No one could find his wallet. And the angel showed up and gave the wallet to the parents. He said he looked exactly like I described him. So that was my incident with an angel. And so... Uh, I personally believe it was an angel, and this other family uh, confirmed that it definitely was an angel in their life. And so, anyway, that did happen in my life. So hopefully you have an experience similar to that sometime in your life as well. But Mary had this particular experience, and she all, you know, she's just, you're going through life. She's engaged to be married. She's, you know, she's busy with her life. She's busy thinking about her future. And all of a sudden, she has this divine interruption with, a, with an angel of the Lord. Gabriel, a spokesman, shows up and, 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 and tells her that she is highly favored. And she is confused and disturbed and tried to think what the angel could mean. Now, here's one of the lessons from this conversation. Her response was confusion and disturbed and tried to think. 
We always want to keep our heart in a posture that when an angel shows up personally or, an, or the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, we have that inward witness of God. We have the word of God. We're hearing God's word that we always keep an open posture and we don't allow confusion. We don't allow ourselves to be disturbed and we don't try to reason what could this mean. The King James, language, the King James uses the language that she cast about in her mind. She cast about in her mind. She's trying to reason, what did I just receive? Who is this that just spoke to me? How could this possibly be that I am highly favored of the Lord? So first lesson there is a purpose to keep a posture of prayer and worship and keep your heart open. Now, the good news for us here is that Mary transitions quickly, and that's what we want to do as well. I don't fault you. I don't fault myself that when things like this happen, when we have pronouncements, when we have unexpected announcement comes into our life, we have a divine visitation. We have a prophecy spoken over us. We have a, wor a, a, a word from God that, yes, in our natural mind, it can cause confusion. It, 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 can, it can cause an unsettledness, a disturbedness, and, and we uh, have a tendency to, to kick our minds into gear and try to figure it out. Well, in our, in our finite minds, we're never going to figure God out. He's just a little bit higher level than we are. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. Amen? And so let's move quickly like Mary moved on. And so the angel, obviously, I think, understood what was happening to her. So in verse 30, he said, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Now, it's good to be prefaced by when an angel is prefacing, you, you know, don't be afraid you have found favor with God. You may want to brace yourself because the next line in verse 31 is that you will conceive and give birth to a son and will call and you will name him Jesus. Now, as we go through these verses, I want you to notice the emphatic tone in these verses. For example, you, verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Sounds very much like a teacher addressing the class, a mother or a father addressing their children. You will do this. You will have your assignment done. You will do thus and so. Very emphatic. You will conceive and you will name him Jesus. And, and the, 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 the emphatic tone continues. It says, he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom might end. No, it doesn't say that, does it? It's very emphatic. His kingdom will never end. It will never end. So you're in the kingdom of God through faith in, in, in the name of Jesus. Your, your, uh, your relationship with God, it continues on forever. And we will, it says, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So you will conceive. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. You will he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne and he will reign and his kingdom will never end. It will never end. Thank God his kingdom will never end. And I, and I love this. 
says his kingdom will never end. So this angel appears, has a very stern prophetic message for, for, for Mary. It, it's very emphatic in his tone. This will happen. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called to son. The Lord will give him the throne. And it's just wow. It's, it's one of those wow moments. It's like, I just heard from God. I just received a, a personal rhema from God, the spoken word of God. And it was, it was personal to me. And I love Mary's response because I think it's how most of us end, end up responding to things like this until we have an opportunity, just a few moments. Hopefully it's not more than just a few moments, but we have time to, to, to absorb it. We have, we have time to digest it. And then we, and, and, and then we need it. We need to have a response in verse 34. Mary responds to this very emphatic tone that he will con, that you will conceive. You, uh, you will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne and, and he will reign and of his kingdom and his kingdom will never end. And the very next verse, verse 34, Mary says, but how, <laughs> but how have you ever had one of those, but hows when you heard a message, when you're reading the scripture, when you're in prayer, when you're seeking the scriptures for yourself, when you're reading the word of God, then you have a Holy Spirit well, witness within you. You're really trying to pursue God and you have a promise from God's word. And your response, our response is, oh, that's great, but how? How's this gonna happen? And not only does she just say, but how, but she goes on then in her situation, she states the obvious. I don't know if you've ever done that or not. I'll just be honest with you. I've done it on a few occasions. I had a word from God. I believe God is leading in a certain direction. And, and my mind is saying, but how? And then list the reasons, state the obvious of why it's not going to happen. But how is this going to happen? I heard what you just said. I'm going to conceive. I, I'm going to call his name Jesus. He will be great. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. It all sounds wonderful. And I appreciate you being so enthusiastic about your message that you're giving me. But how? I'm a virgin. That's Mary's story. That's Mary's reasoning. What is our reasoning when we say, but how? I and then fill in the blanks. What is my excuse? What is my reasoning? What am I casting about in my mind? What am I uh, allowing myself to become confused or disturbed over when I have such an emphatic word from God and my response is, but how? Do I continue to, 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 to list off all the reasons why I couldn't, wouldn't, and shouldn't? Or do I accept the word of the Lord as this is God's word? This is my current reality, but I just have a, I just received a word from God, a word from heaven, a fresh word from heaven. And we want to learn to, to uh, come into this place. There's nothing wrong. There's no condemnation toward Mary for stating her question and stating the obvious reason why she was confused and why she had a hard time understanding how this could happen. It was violating everything she understood, everything we understand. So there's no condemnation for asking the question, but how? 
but how? And then stating the obvious, but listen, the angel continued in conversation with her and he continues in the, in the same emphatic tone in verse 35. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit. Everyone say the Holy Spirit. So when you have that moment when you are, when you are wrestling, you're casting about in your mind, there's confusion, there's an unsettledness, you're, you're trying to think, you know, what this, what this word could mean, what this mandate might mean in my life. When you have that moment and, and you're stating the obvious, uh, to go ahead and, and, and state it and go ahead and ask, okay, how's this going to play out? How's this going to unfold? The angel replied to Mary in verse 35, said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Emphatically, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will, will overshadow you. Again, continuing with that emphatic tone. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of God will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. So that's the angel's reply to Mary when she stated the obvious, when she, when she posed the question, how can this be, and stated the obvious. The angel replied, it's going to be through the Holy Spirit and through the power of, of Almighty God. It's going to overshadow you. And, and, and this, what I told you, is going to happen. And then to encourage her faith even more, to, to, or, to, or to really anchor her faith, the, the angel of the Lord gives Mary a contemporary testimony. He says, what's more, in verse 36, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing, for nothing is impossible with God. So Mary receives this emphatic message from Gabriel. Her reply, how can it be? Stated the obvious, I'm a virgin. Holy, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit's going to do this. The power of God is going to overshadow you. This is going to be a God thing. This is beyond something you can do in the natural. This is going to be God. Everyone's going to know it's God. And to encourage you and to help you really anchor your faith, I want you to know that your cousin Elizabeth, she was beyond childbearing years, but she's pregnant and in her sixth month of pregnancy. And so, you know, just... Think about that and just let that encourage you. Let, let that be another source of confirmation that this emphatic message that you received from God is going to come to pass. For Mary, I'm telling you, Mary, with God, for nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. That nothing is impossible. Absolutely nothing is impossible with God. I think we, you know, it, it does my heart good and does my, it, it stirs my faith. Just reading this again, sometimes you can think, you know, over the years, you think, oh, it's a Christmas, I'm going to go back, I'm going to read the Christmas story, I'm going to read the, the, the account of Gabriel coming to Mary and having this discussion with Mary. So how many years can you read this? Well, I'll tell you what, I, sh I should be reading it and study it much more frequently than just over Christmas time. Because it's such a powerful source of, 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 of uh, faith building 
When we build up our faith in the name of Jesus. And I just love the way he brings it out. For nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary responds. And here's where we want to get, here's where we want to live. This is where I want to live. And I, I trust this is where you want to live as well in your relationship with God. Mary responded. Mary responded. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. May everything. May everything, may every promise in God's word concerning you come true. This morning in our leadership devotional time here. We have a morning huddle here at 9.30 with you know, the audio video crew and the ushers and the worship team and just different you know, parts here. And when you, someone shares like a five-minute devotional. And this morning, Dave Deadman was sharing how, uh, you know, just how challenging it can be to, to recognize and to accept God's love for himself personally, he has no problem of receiving it towards his lovely wife and towards his beautiful children. But when it comes to himself, he, has to, he, he, he comes back here sort of like in verse 29 where it's confusion or an unsettledness and, and trying to think and, and knowing in my heart of hearts what thoughts I've had, what attitudes I have. But yet God's word declares that that's not how he's judging me. He's judging me through Jesus and God loves me. And this is where Mary's at. She responded, may everything you have said about me come true. What has God said about you? God has said about you that he so loves you. He so loves you that he gave his only son that whoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's what he said about you. That's what he said about you. And when you read through the, the epistles that the apostle Paul wrote, we refer to them as, a, as a, in him realities, in him scriptures. Those are verses, that, those are things that God spoke that are spoken over you about your right standing with God through Jesus Christ, about how you are holy and blameless and without reproach in his sight. That's been spoken over you, that God loves you, that you have been made alive together with him, you have been raised up together with him, and you have been seated together with him in heavenly places. It has been spoken over you that there's no longer, there's no more guilt, no more condemnation to those who are in Christ. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So it's spoken about you and over you that there's no guilt, there's no condemnation. There are just so many promises in the word of God spoken over us that we need to uh, come to a place where, all right, I'm a child of God. I'm a servant of the Lord. May everything that you have spoken over me, may it all come true. May it all be manifested. Isn't that beautiful? I just find that to be so beautiful. It may it all come true. What is it in your life that you need to have come true? Everything that God has spoken, his word has spoken. He promised to be with you, to never leave you nor forsake you. May that be true. He's promised to provide your every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. May that be a reality. 
He's promised that his ministering angels are watching over those that are his, that no harm, no evil, no sickness, no disease, no plague shall come against us. May that come true. May that be a reality in our lives. As a servant of the Lord, as a child of God, as we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, nothing shall harm us, that he'll satisfy us with long life. May that come true. Everything he's spoken about us, everything he's spoken about us. So let's come to a place where we're no longer leaning on our own understanding. But in all of our ways, we acknowledge him. That means to say yes to him. We acknowledge him. We say yes to him. Coming to that place. Nothing is impossible. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. Talking about the name of Jesus, you shall call his name Jesus. Verse 30 and 31 of John chapter 20. It says, the disciples saw Jesus do many other miracles, miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by leaving but that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name, by the power of his name. Then in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 23, we are commanded, tells us that, we, that the commandment is to believe on, on, on his name and to love one another. Believe on his name and to love one another. The message that we receive, the word of God that we have record of, recorded, the Bible, the Holy Spirit speaking to us, God's voice from heaven speaking through the Holy Spirit prophetically, are words from heaven, and they were spoken to Mary concerning Jesus. And Mary's reply was, may everything that you have spoken, may everything that you have just declared, may it become a reality in my life. Open up your heart today in areas that you may have responded like Mary said, well, that's, you know, I, I, I heard what you said and I appreciate your enthusiasm. I appreciate it that you were so emphatic about this message, but, you know, really, how's, it going, how's that going to happen? How's that going to happen? And then we state the obvious. Let's not be doing that any longer. Let's be asking him and let's be yielding like Mary did. Okay, I get it. I'm your servant. May everything that you have just said come true. What is it in your life that hasn't come true concerning the promises of God's word? I'm a Christian and I like to tell people about my faith in God, but yet I'm embarrassed because if I have a genuine faith in God, you know, shouldn't my reality be different than what it is right now? What hasn't come true yet? What hasn't been, you know, what's, what hasn't become a reality yet in my life? 
What am I wrestling with? What am I casting about in my mind? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to us today there? Okay, I need to lay this down. I need to surrender this part of my life over to God, just like Mary surrendered her life over to God. He said, may it come to pass, may it come true. His reign and his rule, the rule and the reign of God's government on the earth today is in the name of Jesus. It's the name that's above every name. And it's incumbent upon us to become aware of the authority that's in the name. God gave him the name that's above all names. God's intention is for his government, for his kingdom. Jesus' prayer was, your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom being done on earth as it is in heaven, that kingdom rule, that kingdom authority is, is, is to be manifested through the body of Christ. Jesus manifested it when he, when he came in the flesh. But when he finished his mission on earth and he ascended again to be seated at the right hand of God the Father, the first order of business was to commission the church. That's all believers all across the globe. Commission us going to all the world and to share the good news of the gospel. And we're to do so in the name of Jesus. In essence, you have power of attorney to do kingdom work in Jesus' name. It's powerful. It's, you know, I, I want to use the word, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing, <laughs> but yet I don't want to make a confession that my mind is blown because I don't believe that. I believe the promise of God's word that he has given us a sound mind, and I have the mind of Christ. But yet it's so powerful to recognize and, and to acknowledge that God is working through you. He's working through us, the body of Christ, and he's doing so through the name of Jesus. Name above all names. If for any reason you got yourself in a bad place or you've been in an environment that you hear the name used in vain and you hear it so often, so, so repeatedly that you, you find it even slipping off your tongue in vain, please don't be doing that. Do not use the name of Jesus in vain. It's, an, it's a powerful name, the name of Jesus. There's salvation in no other name. There's healing in the name. And there's salvation in no other name than in the name of Jesus. Develop your confidence in his name. Begin using his name. We worship in the name of Jesus. In the book of Colossians, we're told that everything that we do, we're supposed to be doing it in the name of Jesus. Why? Because we represent God. We're his government. We're his kingdom government here on the earth. And of his kingdom, it will never end. We have an awesome responsibility but we have an awesome anointing and we have the favor of God upon us. Just as Mary had the favor of God, the favor of God now rests upon us in the name of Jesus.
Let's receive salvation in his name. Let's receive the healing in his name. Let's receive the fullness of all the covenant promises. May they all come true in our lives. Would you please stand up? You know in your life today, in your heart today, what it is that you would really like to see come true. Whether it be overcoming that place where Mary was in the very beginning of this dialogue, where it was uh, overcoming that whole idea of uh, you know, contemplating and trying to figure it out in her mind. She's trying to reason what, what in the world could this message be all about? Where did this come from? And how's this going to happen? And are we stating the obvious reasons why, from my perspective, from your perspective, why it can happen and probably won't happen? Let's come to a place where we lay that down. We can lay it down. Everyone say, I can lay it down. Say, I'm a servant of the Most High God. May everything that has been spoken about me from God Almighty May it all come true in the name of Jesus. Salvation become a reality as I put my faith in Almighty God. Healing become a reality in the name of Jesus. For there's healing in the name. Peace be a reality in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. May wisdom be manifest. May it become a reality. May it be true that your angels are watching over me, keeping me from harm, from injury, from sickness, disease, plagues. May I be protected in the mighty name of Jesus. May it come true in my life today. May I walk with you in the fullness of your favor from this day on. In Jesus' name, name above all names. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, go in the name of Jesus in the peace and in the joy of the Holy Spirit. Go in the name of Jesus in full strength and health. Go in the name of Jesus with every need met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We love you. Have an awesome, awesome rest of the day. And we will see you here next Sunday morning. God bless you.